When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we hear from Dr. Eric Henneke at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. He's in charge of making sure all of Mayo's hospitals and clinics have the right supplies, including personal protective equipment. He'll talk about how Mayo Clinic is currently managing supply demands and what they're expecting this summer. It's Monday, May 18th. I'm Jeff Byers, in for Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Many hospitals are struggling to secure enough PPE as they respond to the COVID-19 pandemic in their communities. As the Director of Business Integrity and Continuity at Mayo Clinic, Dr. Eric Henneke helps manage the health system supply chain. Dr. Henneke recently spoke with me about how Mayo is currently handling the supply and demand of PPE in response to COVID-19 and how his team is preparing for the upcoming months. Here's some of that conversation. Dr. Henneke, how did the dynamics of medical supplies change in Minnesota as a result of COVID-19? The governor shut down, you know, our state in Minnesota that was inclusive of any elective surgery. So essentially, large parts of Mayo Clinic went dark overnight. Um, and we're a large organization. So that footprint in the Rochester area in particular was quite large. Well, what that meant was the supplies that we would typically need for elective procedures went practically zero overnight. Um, we didn't necessarily need to be sourcing those supplies that mo- at that moment. But what it did was it put heavier emphasis on PPE. And how did that change your thinking about the needs and strategy with PPE? We really had to be precise about what it was that we were going we were going to and be willing to spend our time, um, you know, selectively sourcing. We had to also consider ways in which we could conserve products, reuse products, um, stop using products in some situations. We had to figure out ways to collect and redistribute products in some cases. And can you put a real life example on that? Once um, Mayo went largely to a work work to home status, you know, we had hundreds and hundreds of bottles of hand sanitizer sitting in dark areas of Mayo Clinic, and we were running short on hand sanitizer. So we actually walked around dark floors and picked up bottles of hand sanitizer and redistributed them across the organization. You know, a fairly minor thing, but it helped in a in a pinch with a, a critical a pretty critical. Uh, supply disruption that you're seeing at that stage. I understand that Mayo Clinic has been working with some companies who don't normally make medical supplies, like a swimwear company in Florida that's now making masks. How have non-traditional suppliers worked into your supply chain strategy? We also had to start considering alternative sources of supply and 
thinking about what we call flexible manufacturing organizations that that could start to receive raw raw materials um, you know, primarily from suppliers again that aren't necessarily traditional supply chain uh, healthcare supply chain suppliers, and and we've asked them to, in some cases, you know, actually stand up manufacturing temporary manufacturing operations. The example you mentioned there, yeah, there's a, a supplier in Florida that typically produce swimwear. That's their at least that's their name. Um, they are pr producing for us uh, cloth masks. And then we also have a flexible manufacturing firm that's in Lake City that's that's about 60 miles from Rochester. And they're producing face shields for us, which has you know, taken the burden off of our traditional suppliers, um, which are already running in short supply and scrambling to figure out their world. So it's been helpful for, I think, the supplier and the, and the provider community. The scarcity of PPE has driven up prices. According to a recent American Hospital Association report, collectively, the additional cost of PPE has cost hospitals more than $2 billion during the pandemic. Have you encountered this problem at Mayo? I guess I wouldn't say we've seen widespread price increases. What we have seen is price gouging and counterfeit slash fraudulent types of uh, suppliers and brokers that have come forward. We've, you know, we've heard a couple of cases of hospitals, you know, prepaying 50% in advance via wire and they go to the bank and the money's gone and the account on the other side is closed and there's no PPE to be found. So in light of that scarcity, how are you managing Mayo Clinic supply chain risk? We have uh, now three day a week command center calls with the PPE command center. And, you know, it's interesting, almost every day that we meet, the 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 red status item is slightly different or very different than the, the call we had previous to that. Um, and so we have had shortages in practically every PPE item you've heard, probably with the exception of ventilators. We really haven't, we haven't really had a shortage there, but, but largely that's because we haven't had a, a spike. We haven't really had a run-up in cases in ICU uh, necessity, you know, necessities. So it isn't necessarily that we've been able to source, it's just that we haven't used all of them. Um, but you know, at, at one point or another, masks have been a problem, um, and I wouldn't consider them stable at this stage at any by, by any stretch. Um, we've had isolation gowns that have been in short supply. We've had hand sanitizer in short supply. We've had face shields in short supply. Now, we've been able to mitigate some of those things, as I mentioned, by doing some non-traditional manufacturing with face shields. We feel okay today with where we're at in inventory. But a lot of the forward-looking types of purchasing that we're doing is assuming that the purchase orders that we have in the system and that we have confirmation for are in fact going to arrive. But we've seen instances where we thought we had it and then we didn't. And then that sent you know something from a green to a red status very, very quickly and within an hour. And so it's constantly evolving. And how are you managing fluctuations in inventory in the coming months? We're sort of living in two different worlds right now. We really have the immediate and ongoing and probably for a while ongoing PPE needs that we're going to need to provide the clinic. Um, and, and I'll say that, and I'll, I'll emphasize that that's not only the needs of addressing COVID testing and COVID patients, but now it includes opening up operating rooms again to non-COVID types of patients. Demand has in the last eight weeks just increased. You know, people don't stop getting sick just because there's a pandemic. So, so we're, we're operating in this, this COVID environment, not really sure 
when and if we'll see a reemergence or whatever that looks like, while at the same time trying to think forward for eight, 12 weeks, maybe six months, and start sourcing for uh, more traditional types of supply chain products or healthcare products rather um, in supporting scaling back up the OR, scaling back up the research labs, you know, scaling back up the testing facilities, you know, all these sort of things. And so what we've actually done is stood up a, a dual command center in supply chain, one addressing immediate PPE needs now and however long into the future, and the second command center really focusing on non-PPE, how do we get the institution back to at least close to you know 100% capacity in the OR? And how do we support both of those at the same stage? What are your concerns as the state of Minnesota begins to reopen? Um, we still don't know what, what and if wave two and wave three of COVID looks like yet. And so again, we, we keep kind of living in these dual worlds where we have this business to run, but we have this health crisis. And oh, by the way, it's the health crisis. You know, it's the hospitals that have to deal with the health crisis. And so it's it's a really odd feeling in knowing that you, you live in these dual worlds. It's going to be a wild ride. That was Dr. Eric Henneke from Mayo Clinic. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jeff Byers and for Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.